This is 105.9 The Region with your stories. The good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is good to hear. Well, this is good to hear. It's called Operation 5000. Xavier Pittman is a 14-year-old from Guelph, Ontario, whose goal is to collect 5,000 sleeping bags to send to Ukrainian refugees in Poland. As of the airing of this interview, he's collected close to 300, and Xavier Pittman is joining us on Good to Hear. It's great to have you uh, on the radio today, Xavier. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So talk about what you're doing. It's called Operation 5000, Sleeping Bags for Ukrainian Refugees. Um, so I'm collecting like 5,000 sleeping bags with my OPA to help the refugees in Poland from Ukraine because they have, they have nothing and they have, they need like warmth and stuff. So we're giving them sleeping bags to keep them warm at night and just let them know that people care about what's happening to them. Good for you, Xavier. Now I read that your OPA is in London. Is that London, Ontario or London, England? London, Ontario. Okay, so it must be nice to work with him. Uh, what's it been like to, to work with your grandpa on this? So we, we like, talk on video calls. We also, we also, uh, also met in person a couple times. And we just, have like, Cornette, we're both kind of um, doing our own thing in the town, in our each town. And he's collecting, collecting things over there. He's partnered with the Salvation Army over there. And... We're both giving them to the Ukrainian Heritage Center over there, and they're going to ship them over to Poland every week. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's really, really cool that I can do that with them. Amazing, Xavier. Uh, good for you. Good for you. Now, when you watch the news and see what's happening overseas, see what's happening in Ukraine, what, what comes to mind to, to you? I, I feel bad for them. They, they've lost everything. They don't have their, they've lost their homes. They've lost everything they own. Yeah, I, 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 I feel bad that they, they, they lost everything trying to get away. Yeah, it's scary. And what you're doing is really, really nice for, for these people. Uh, you are a scout, and uh, this project is, is part of your chief scout project. So, so how does that work? So, yeah, for my chief scout project, all of the chief scouts have to do one community um, project to help the community. So there's a couple of us this year. And some of the other chief scouts, one of them is setting up like a food drive, food drive for the food bank in Guelph. Um, one of them is collecting sports equipment for the native communities. And you are collecting sleeping bags for Ukrainian refugees. Good for yeah. you, Xavier. Xavier Pittman is our guest. Xavier is a 14-year-old from Guelph who's, uh, who's doing Operation 5000, collecting sleeping bags for uh, those in Ukraine. Now, if we don't have a sleeping bag to give or can't get to you, can we do a cash donation as well? We, ha we haven't taken cash and e-transfer donations, and we're going to buy sleeping bags with those. We've been looking on like Facebook Marketplace and thrift stores for used ones, and we're going to contact big businesses like Canadian Tire and stuff to see if they can give us a deal on them um, there. It sounds like this takes a lot of coordination and, and a lot of work. And I understand that you are doing everything. You're doing all the finances you're doing. You're organizing all the drives. You've even been talking to, to the mayor of, of Guelph and, and setting up uh, all these collection places at rec centers and parking lots to, to get more drives happening, eh? We've been working, we were talking to Cam Guthrie, the mayor of Guelph, and we've been working to set up more drives at the community centers here 
So we were, um, got forms and stuff that we're filling out to be able to use like the parking lots of rec centers. And so we're planning to do more drives there. We've also been picking up and, and getting sleeping bags dropped off. Look at you, Xavier. Um, boy, this has really taken off. I mean, Scouts Canada has tweeted about this across the country. You've been in the newspaper in Guelph. Now you're on the radio. Um, it, it's really, really blossoming and taken off for you, hasn't it, Xavier? It's surprising. I wasn't expecting it to get like nearly as big as it was. And I think it's it's really it's really great that people actually care about what's happening. And it it, it shows that people actually want to help but they they didn't know how and if i think it shows that people want to help yeah now everything that you're doing seeing all the outpouring of support from not only people in your hometown of guelph but from across ontario uh what do you think you will learn from from all of this what do you think will be your big takeaway um i think i've gotten more of an awareness to what's happening in ukraine and how like what single little short little amounts of people can do to actually help them like me and my opa just started to do it and it's actually it's gotten pretty big and we're at, we can actually help them by just actually doing something all right so we want to donate a sleeping bag or donate some cash how do we get in contact with you xavier how do we get in contact with operation 5000 um i have an email set up for the sleeping bags it's I have a sleeping bags 5000 at um, hotmail.com email set up and or you can donate at the drives that we're even doing so you could donate then or you can email me and I've been emailing them back trying to set up times or collecting the e-transfers um, I have any of those work all right now before we go I just want to ask you what would you say to the 14 year old boy in the Ukraine or the 14 year old boy in Poland who has just fled his, his home. What would you say to, to that 14 year old boy? Uh, I, I just, just say let them know that people are actually working to help them and tell them that people like people understand what's happening and they're working to help them so that they're not, they're not alone. Xavier Pittman is a young man from Guelph, Ontario, doing a really good thing. And if you want to donate a sleeping bag, you can reach out to Xavier. Sleepingbags5000 at hotmail.com is the email address. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today, Xavier. Good luck. Thank you. And if you're listening and you want to donate a sleeping bag, there's a couple of drives happening I want to let you know about. Saturday, March 26th, between 1 and 3 p.m. at the Courtright Presbyterian Church on Devere in Guelph. On Saturday, March 26th, between 2 and 4, you can visit the Salvation Army in London at 555 Springbank Drive. And there's going to be a drive in Milton as well on Sunday, April 3rd from 2 to 4 at the Milton Recreation and Leisure Center. These are all drives that have been put together by Xavier. And if you're on Twitter, punch in the hashtag Operation 5000 to follow along. And that's good to hear. I'm Craig Robertson on 105.9 The Region. Good to hear. This is the good news. Living in the region and across Canada, and we watch the news unfolding about what's happening in Ukraine, we often wonder, what can we do to help? Well, a pair of twin 10-year-old boys in Newmarket are doing something about it with an amazing campaign called Buttons for Ukraine to talk more about what these young, impressive young men, Jake and Owen, are doing. Thrilled to be joined by their mother, Suzanne Cummings. Suzanne, how are you? 
I'm excellent. Thank you. I, I I see the story and I see your boys working so hard coloring these hearts with the blue and yellow Ukraine for the buttons. It, it As a parent, it does my heart good. What was your reaction when they said, Mom, we want to do something to help them? Well, I first thought, okay, well, let's see what we can do. We ordered 50 buttons. And the first night, Jake, whose brainchild this all was, did nine and said, do you think someone would want these nine? And do you think maybe we could get $500 for the 50 buttons? And I said, well, let's see what we can do. So when we posted it online, by the next morning, he had 89 orders. And I was blown away by the the love that he had been shown. Because you've created a really interesting Facebook page, Buttons for Ukraine. But um, you you eclipsed the $500 a long time ago. Uh, The last check, I think you guys have raised over $4,300. Uh, last night we hit five thousand three hundred and fifty. Oh my goodness! That I mean you must yeah, be blown I, away. I cannot believe the support, and I I know I knew in the community everybody wanted a way to help, and and not knowing what to do, and that's kind of how we were feeling. And when Jake came up with this whole button idea, I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's see what we can pull together. And people have just really backed it and supported it, and really wanted to show show their support to Ukraine. You know, Suzanne, my wife and I, our, our kids are in university, and even they have come to us and had questions and concerns about what's going on there. What can they do to help? So to see these 10-year-old boys making these buttons to help, I, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. No, it's, it's a good feeling. And even their older brother, their 14-year-old brother, he jumped in towards the button press. I couldn't snap buttons together anymore, so we got a button press because I think we're over um, about 1,500 buttons made now. So his brother stepped in, and so now Nathan, the oldest one, he works the button press. So the, the twins are coloring, and he's doing the button press. It's become a family thing. We sit at the table. We discuss other things. Um, they're off of electronics, and it's changed the fear of what they're feeling about the war into determination to, to show the people that we care. That's fantastic. Now, I assume a lot of people in the region and the GT are ordering them, Suzanne. Is anyone else beyond the area, beyond the borders, ordering the buttons as well? We've had people in Florida, um, down in Nova Scotia, in uh, Portland, Oregon, California. So they are kind of spreading their way, spreading their love around, that's for sure. Jake and Owen, double thumbs up from all of us here at 105.9 in the region. Suzanne, you're doing great, Mom. Uh, this is just a fantastic story. I wanted to get you on to talk about your family, what they're doing, uh, making a difference in a really heartfelt, home, homeward way. It's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I am certainly a proud mom, that's for sure. Okay, if you'd like to buy Buttons for Ukraine, you can go to the Facebook page, Buttons for Ukraine. You'll see the two twin boys at the dining room table coloring the buttons, or you can go to the Twitter page of their mother, Suzanne Cummings, at Suzanne Plus 3, to get all the information how you can help the Red Cross and get Buttons for Ukraine. Good to hear. This is the good news. I'm Tina Cortez. Our next story on Good to Hear last Sunday, tomorrow, And on March 26th, B'nai B'rith Canada is hosting a collection drop-off for Ukraine in the Promenade parking lot in Thornhill. Cheryl Landy is the Director of Community Engagement. Cheryl, where did the idea come from to host a collection drop-off? The Jewish community, like all Canadians, were absolutely shocked by the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine. And uh, as the grassroots voice of the Jewish community... With our mission uh, being people helping people, B'nai B'rith is uniquely situated to help send much-needed items directly to those in need in the Ukraine. And given 
the fact that we have an existing clothing donation program with boxes around the city and existing volunteer programs, it was easy for us to call together a community to uh, to act for this event. And how was the first Sunday of donations? How did it go? The outpouring, Tina, the outpouring of of generosity from the community was overwhelming. We rented two 26-foot trucks that were filled within an hour and a half, even though we'd given ourselves from 11 till 2 to to fill the trucks. Uh, the trucks were filled in half the time than we expected. And the community just was overwhelming. We were blown away by the support and, and the generosity of the people that came out. It's oh, so amazing to hear. What are people dropping off? We've asked people to drop off gently used clothing. We've asked them not to go through their closet and find things that are worn through because we've asked people to to bring us clothes that people can wear when they're not living at home, things that are comfortable, things that are warm. Um, we've asked them to bring blankets, sleeping bags, um, backpacks for people to carry things in. Uh, we've asked for uh, for toiletries um, such as diapers, things not not medication, uh, but things that parents can use for their children. Things that are not readily accessible for people in the Ukraine at this time. Um, comfortable shoes, comfortable clothing, uh, things like that. And how is B'nai B'rith getting the container to those who need it? Quite frankly, Tina, that's going to be the most difficult part of our journey. Uh, we have a container. Uh, be, we are not sorting the clothes here. People that have shown up to us have said, how do I know that everything will get there. Well, we're putting everything, the people we've been in touch with in the Ukraine have said, please let us sort it. We need something to do. We need some activity when the, when the containers arrive. Right now, we're looking at moving the container either through Hungary or Poland into the Ukraine. And our channels are not finalized yet because of the active situation. It's fluid right now. And how does B'nai B'rith know what to do and mobilize people here and on the ground there? Um, That was the easiest part here um, because, as I said, we have this clothing box uh, program. Um, The people that run it have connections directly in Dnipro in the Ukraine, there is um, a Jewish community there that we are connected with, and we will be sending uh, the clothing and uh, the container there eventually. Uh, here, it was word of mouth. The community, once, once one person heard there was something to do, they shared it with their friends, and it just spread like wildfire. And uh, the volunteerism has uh, has equally exploded. So we're very excited to be working with wonderful volunteers who come out uh, on Sunday and will be coming out this Sunday and next Sunday to help take the clothes from people from their cars, put it in the trucks directly, 
thank them and move them along. So, uh, but if people would like to volunteer, they can just uh, contact us at 416-633-6224. The extension is 135, and we'd love to have their help. Describe what it was like last Sunday in terms of the process, the drop-off process. How did it all work? Was it a bit of a drive-through, or did people physically get out of their vehicles to provide the donations? How did it work? We had volunteers at the front of the parking lot. We had volunteers by the truck. Cars were slowly guided in. We had volunteers who unloaded. We We asked people not to leave the car. We, our volunteers took the clothing as they were directed from the from the car, the bags or whatever they brought us, backpacks, knapsacks, and we loaded. We they were the clothes were then handed to another batch of volunteers who then put it in the truck. So and then the cars dro- drove through. So it was sort of like a drive-through event <laughs> for the people making donations. They did not once they packed their cars, and believe me, they came with tens or dozens of bags uh, to drop off, which which was why we were so overwhelmed. So this week we will be doubling our, our transportation to, to receive the clothing. And what were you hearing from people who were dropping by and making donations? What did they say? They were overwhelmed. They, they felt at least they had something to do. They were so excited to be part of to, to do their little bit to help, they feel very disconnected seeing seeing the war unfold in front of them on the television to be able to actually do something they felt so relieved to 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 be part of something it, the The feeling was amazing the the community spirit the the kindness and, and the respect was remarkable. It really was an amazing event. So much good coming from such a difficult situation. This Sunday Absolutely. and next Sunday are drop-off dates. One more time, what time can listeners drop by? Um, the parking lot is the, next to the LCBO in the promenade, um, in the pro- promenade property, right next to the LCBO. We start at 11 a.m. and we say till two, but we will. I will caveat that by saying until the trucks are full. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like that won't take uh, very long. Yes, yes. And one more time, Cheryl, how can listeners help or donate, volunteer? What can they do? they can bring their gently used clothing, gently used blankets, sleeping bags, knapsacks to the Promenade Mall parking lot next to the LCBO on Sunday between 11 and 2. And we will unload their cars. We'll put, pack the, the, the trailers. And if they want to volunteer, they just contact us at... 416-633-6224, extension 135, to volunteer. Cheryl Landy is the Director of Community Engagement, B'nai Canada. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us on Good to Hear. Thank you. Good to Hear. We'll be right back on 105.9 The Region. 
Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 1059 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. Next on Good to Hear, I'm Caroline Petrucci, the social media manager here at 105.9 The Region. Joining me is Toronto's own Vasily Pranjikos. He is a very talented and passionate young performer who stars in the new NBC Peacock original series, Take Note. Vasily, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So tell me about Take Note. What's the premise of the show? Yeah, so Take Note bases around a 14-year-old named Calvin Richards, and he has a wonderful close-knit family who can pretty much do anything together as long as they are together. And good thing because Calvin was chosen to compete in a tween singing reality competition called Take Note. So throughout the summer, they're just um, going through ups and downs of relationships, competitions, while being thrust into the national spotlight. And on the show, you play a character named Miles. Tell me about him. What's he like? Yeah. He's the musical theater kid from New York, and he lives and breathes Broadway. He's also very open and friendly, but he can't annoy his friends sometimes because he will <laughs> burst out into song literally wherever he is, and that's all he does. And he just doesn't have that off button. <laughs> is that a trait you would say you share with him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I know in the past you've, you've performed with many pop kids. Did that prepare you for the role or give you some firsthand experience into that world? Totally, yeah. Before um, going into Mini Pop Kids, I would say that I, you know, was comfortable on stage. But once I was introduced to NPK, I, I created a better stage presence and I was more present on stage and I had more joy and fun on stage. And that really contributed through Take Note because I was very thankful to have two solos and a trio. So every time that we were filming our performances, I would incorporate what I um, learned within Mini Pop Kids into Take Note through my performances, which was the main thing that I would say that I was able to carry over. Now, you obviously act and sing as well, but you also are a dancer. Do you get to show off your triple threat talents on Take Note? Not as much. I think in one episode we do a little bit, but not too much. But Miles is a dancer himself. That's fantastic. And I'm always so amazed by people who are good at, you know, good at it all. Um, so what was the first of the three talents that sort of sucked you into this world? What was your first love? I would say dance right away. It came to mind, like, ever since I was right straight out of the womb, I was dancing no matter where I was. <laughs> like, that was all I did. I would say that was the first thing. So we're going from the womb. Now let's pass it forward to that moment <laughs> that you got the call that you landed this role. What did that feel like? Did it feel like a collection of everything you've been working for? Yeah, everything that I had done within my life it contributed to that moment. Like everything led up to that. And I believe that everything was done for a reason. And, you know, once I got the call, I was overflowed with joy. I was like, ah, like, I was freaking out. And honestly, I got so many texts from family and friends. I just was overwhelmed with support. And I was really thankful for that. And when the show premiered, it premiered in Canada on the 28th of February. How surreal did that feel to see yourself on the screen like that? Yeah, so obviously I was excited for Take Note, but the second I actually saw myself like on my TV was a totally different experience that I wasn't even thinking that was going to happen. Like it was crazy. It was it was really really cool and uh, since it was my first TV series, I will obviously remember that. Take me to that first day on set. Were you nervous? Does it feel a little bit like the first day of school for people who might not be in the same world? Yeah. 
a little bit, yeah. I was really nervous to see how I would get along with the cast and how the set would be and how it would work. But the second I got there, we were um, drinking lemonade, which is fun fact, but we were ready to go on for our first scene. And we sat there for about an hour and we connected so well. And every day after that, we were one bonded family, cast and crew, and we were all really close and also really thankful for it. But I would say I, I wasn't originally nervous, but after, you know, the first few hours, all the nerves flew off. And obviously the pandemic affected the filming of the show to a certain degree. Have you been able to keep in touch with everybody and able to fully enjoy the process of it all? Yeah, we still talk. And for the premiere on Family Channel, we kind of got on a little call and we watched a few scenes together, which was really cool to, you know, come back full circle together and just see what we had done through the summer. And you're in the eighth grade, correct? Yes. I, I would definitely be very excited if you were in my class when I was in the eighth grade. What was the reaction like from your classmates when the news broke that you were going to be on Take Note? Yeah, a lot of my classmates were originally confused and had a lot of questions and were really curious. But they were also really supportive and just there for me. And a lot of my friends have actually already watched the first two episodes that premiered on Monday. But And they look forward to it, which is really cool. So, you know, we talk about it and we talk about, you know, what like happened on the episodes and like what we're looking forward to. And I kind of hint at what's going to happen for them as a little sneak peek. But don't give it all away. <laughs> you have to stay tuned, too. And was it a challenge? Did you film during school? Uh, no, we did film from beginning of July to end of August. So it was the perfect time. I had the best summer, I think, of my life. I was going to say, that sounds like a very fun summer camp experience. It was, yeah. Going forward, this is just the beginning of your career. And if you had to pick an actor whose career you admire, who would that be? Um, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah, he's just been, been in so many cool projects and he's really dynamic with his acting performance. I feel like it'd be really cool to work with him and, you know, be like him, too. So, Vasily, where can we watch you on Take Note? Uh, for my fellow Canadians, you can watch Take Note on Family Channel every week on Monday at 6.30 um, Eastern Time. But for the U.S., you can watch Take Note on Peacock. That's fantastic. Vasily, thank you once again for joining us and congratulations on yeah. landing this role. We thank wish you. you nothing but continued success here from everyone at the station. Thank you for having me. One more time, you can watch Vasily Prangikos on Take Note on the Family Channel, Mondays at 6.30 p.m. I'm Caroline Petrucci, and that is good to hear. Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.